Cool. Yo, hey, welcome to Red River Podcast. Uh, 149, I believe, you know, I think we're going to go with that, you know. I figured, where do we go after we talk to Moby? I figure, let's just get the singer of False Gods back on. Yes. You know, my good friend yeah, Mikey guess, Stack. Yeah, that's, that's quite the drop. <laughs> not at all there's there's a lot of there's a lot of false god fan fans out there uh since we last spoke uh i mean on the show anyway uh you know you moved out to mississippi but yeah like so you've been you've been active with the band 10 times more than if you lived here what's bringing that on uh i mean i guess it's just a matter of being able to kind of like travel and be able to play all the other states instead of just being kind of trapped in new york with a nine to fiver you know which you know i mean you know that has its that has its own uh you know like positive aspects to it as well but i just uh you know it's 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 trying to get out of new york and just try to play abroad not abroad like fucking in europe or whatever but you know and then in other states is just it's more exciting than just keep them playing, you know, the Amityville Music Halls and the Shakers and over and over. And I love those places, you know, but it's just it just makes it more fun. And it's, uh, you know, and it's and it's easier for me because I this way I don't got to, uh, you know, if I'm playing down here in Louisiana, if we're playing here, it's less of a drive because I feel like I'm driving all over this country all the damn time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I know that you guys like signed to a label recently. Like I, I feel like, you know, the push on, on the, the last record was, was pretty good. And I feel like, yeah. you know, you guys are getting bigger shows um, and everything seems to be going good. Am I crazy? No, no. Everything seems to be going great, man. I mean, we just put out this, uh, we did this split with a band from Japan that's coming out. I think it's coming out like the, uh, the beginning of next month. The single's going to be released like Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, I believe. Uh, yeah, I got on. Um, I got no complaints, man. I got no complaints with the direction the band's going. You know, it's fun. It's 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 everything I wanted in a band. How long uh, is the drive to Japan? Uh, if I wanted to drive to Japan, I'd have to rent <laughs> myself a fucking hovercraft. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, wait. Did yeah, the man. whole did the whole band move down there? No, or you guys are like all split up. Yeah, well, everybody else is in New York, and it's just me by myself down here, like a goddamn idiot. Got yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I love Mike. I'm glad to see him face to face, and we're gonna talk. Uh, you know, I feel like I don't know if we timed it correctly, but it was like right off the Oscars. You know, so we we want to talk about like our favorite. Uh, maybe not favorite, you know, you, whichever way you wanted to take it. I think Mike told me he did like underrated female uh, characters yeah. in, in, in horror movies. Um, you know, I, I, I tried to dip a little bit into like things that I remember as a kid, how I felt that maybe I mm-hmm. wouldn't necessarily feel today, but also like some stuff that I've seen in the last 10, 15 years that just kind of blew me away. So it's going to be a mixed bag for me. Um, yeah, I did something similar to that. And, um, you know, try to give a little love because for years, you know, the Academy, you know, very rarely they give any <laughs> yeah. love to any horror. You know what I mean? So like trying to think of performances that might have deserved it or also performances that if you took that, if that actor didn't play that role, it would have been completely different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the film would have been different. Try and like use that criteria. But this Oscars was actually a r- really good night for for genre fans because Jamie Lee finally got her love, you know, and uh a couple of good things happen. 
you know, uh, everything everywhere all at once is just, you know, I, I know it's an easy movie to hate just because, you know, people normally hate shit that wins. But uh, it really was like this fascinating, bizarre movie. Like when you think of 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 a movie that you can make sure you can make the whale. The whale was cool. It's just a story. It's a guy going through shit and like redemption and 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 his relationship with his daughter that he wants. Uh, and then you get a movie like Everything Everywhere, which is just like fucking sitting in a room, probably smoking, you know, uh, DMT and doing peyote and trying yeah. to think of like ways of, you know, presenting this movie. So it's Very great cool. that a movie like that one. Yeah. 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 Definitely one of the most unique movies that I've ever seen. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Even if you don't pers- like like it entirely, um, it's just like this really fucking bizarre movie you know when you when you get stuck with these like marvel movies or like comic book movies that look like fucking video games and then someone does something cool like that you know so sure uh cool man uh let's do it mike you're the guest you know you're uh you're you're in the house and and we're gonna uh ask you to start your list and then from there we'll we'll just go around okay so i'm gonna you know like i said i kind of went with maybe not Oscar-worthy performances. Me, ne- yo, me neither. Me neither. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Lang, 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 is highbrow. Lang, <laughs> yeah, is highbrow. Yeah, I didn't Fuck, realize. I feel like the oddball now. He was a, a, a mole for the Academy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, top of my list, actually, a guest on your show in the past, and. You would have thought that I would have went Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. Oh yeah, we went Amy Steele in April Fool's Day, who I think blew it out of the oh. park in that. And I was originally going to go Deborah Foreman, and I didn't watch the whole movie. I watched clips because I'm fucking lazy. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Amy Steele's the better actress in this movie. I'm going to go her. That's a good one. You know she she didn't yeah. make my list. She didn't make my list, but there's something about her. Um, you know. I don't know what it is. Maybe like this is where casting comes into play. Like you see mm-hmm. her and there's something about her that's just like immediately you're like, oh, she's interesting or she's really cool. And yeah, she I love April <laughs> Fool's Day, man. Uh, and when yeah. she was on, you know, shout out to Dan Tur, it was super treat for us. So that's a good one. Yeah. Friend of the show, Amy Steele. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she goes by. <laughs> no, Friend I, of the court. <laughs> In my, uh, like, just, if just for the scene when she finds out that, every, not a spoiler, obviously, that yeah. she finds out everything in the movie is a big, giant motherfucking joke, and she, the uh, sarcastic amount of pissed that she gets alone makes makes my list right there. Yeah, I mean, that movie, you know, 10 years later would have been huge, you know, because people were accepting of certain oh, yeah. things. But in 86, we, we were in the middle of, like, masturbating to, like, pure violence. Oh, yeah. we, weren't, <laughs> it's... we weren't ready for it. No. <laughs> we were, we're like, wait a minute. You can't take that back. <laughs> what the fuck uh, is Biff doing here? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and fucking just one of the guys. Yo, what a great cast, right? Like, everyone in there, Deborah Foreman. Oh, yeah, fucking Clayton Runner. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, give me one of yours. Um, I got Marilyn Burns from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1. Um, I think 
she just did such a great job of, and it probably has something to do with like how horrific the conditions were on the set. But as far as relaying like sheer guttural terror, when she's at the dinner table scene, that scene alone and the scene in the back of the pickup truck where she's like his, hysterically screaming with like the most frantic look in her eye, those scenes alone, like ice her down as like one of the finest performances, I think, you know? I, I agree. So it's true. And definitely probably the fact that, you know, it's like early seventies and you look at Toby Hooper and you're like, is this guy like for real? Like, is he like a serious, like, you know, like you have no idea yeah. everything that they're making you do. And like, just probably them going berserk. Uh, There's something okay. still dangerous to them. Like I always had a creepy feeling when I put it in the VCR player as a young kid. And I still can like tap that in like resourcefully. Like sometimes yeah. like this movie's still fucked up and she just, encapsulates that and she has hey, to put uh, up, and she puts up with franklin hey brian you, <laughs> yeah. you you stole my number nine. <laughs> oh shit <laughs> but uh all right so then if that if that's your number nine then i'll i'll, I'll do mine so so you, go ahead uh, just expand on that mike yeah sure. no i i totally agree it it's like she's not even fucking acting in the movie you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. she is really trapped by a cannibal family about to be fucking hammer smashed by a crazy thought dead grandfather. Yeah, that fucking hammer scene. <laughs> yeah, 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 when you when you really think about like the 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 peak of those movies, the hammer scene with grandpa who is just fucking vile and the mm -hmm. hitchhiker. Yeah. Right? You're just like, wow, like these movies. The hitchhiker. Is... I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> No, yeah, as a kid, like renting it, like we knew what was coming because we watched it a hundred times, and there was something still so gross about that fucking hitchhiker. I'm like, I don't even like this yeah. guy's not even an actor. I'm like, he's just some <laughs> no. like vile human that they picked up, and he's just so gross. And that's when you couldn't just go on an IMDb and see as a kid, like, oh, that's just an act. That's a person. That's not that. You just saw this image and you're like that guy clearly is like that all the time yeah you know i mean and that yeah. that scene and the scene with the door slamming shut and when he hits that guy with the hammer and instead of just dying immediately that he shakes and has oh. that death twitter <laughs> nobody quiver. did that shit you know what i mean yeah. but i digress from marilyn burns but anyway but yeah but yeah well she i was. i want to say i'm glad she ruined it uh you know like 40 plus years later in that uh movie that came out last year so <laughs> but that wasn't even her right wasn't that somebody oh, else playing her character? Girl, that oh, was a girl from Mandy. That's right. Okay, playing that You're character. Right. It's yeah. supposed to be her. R.I.P. R.I.P. That's Recently. right. R.I.P. <laughs> I totally just had it in my head. It. What I was like? What did she? What is she in this movie for? It was. It wasn't even her. Yeah. She was there for like. She like. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I listen. Yeah. I still, I still didn't hate the movie. <laughs> I'll go ahead yeah. and say that. But uh, all right. So my number ten is somebody who's a really fucking good actress and did a lot of really cool stuff. But in two thousand two, she made a movie called May, and it's Angela Bettis. Um, mm. this this was one of those movies that you that you always heard mention, like frailty. Funny enough, I think same year. Certain things that would make lists, and I I never watched. And then one day, I mean, obviously, I seen you know these movies by now, but May was one of those, 
And one day I pulled the trigger on it and I was just like, holy shit, this movie is fucking bananas. Lucky McKee's first movie. He went on to do a lot of cool stuff. Um, And just this girl who is kind of like this oddball, like kind of ugly duckling. She had like a lazy eye. And she's just like, she just wants to be liked. And you get the, you know, Jeremy Sisto that's in Clueless, you know, my foot hurts. Can I go to the nurse guy? Uh, and Anna Faris uh, is in this too. And it's a small cast, but uh, it's just pure like mental illness, I guess. Like, you know, like someone who's just mentally ill, which is kind of a horrific thing when you think about it. And she she just did really good, you know. And by mm-hmm. the end, by yeah. the end, it, it reminded me of the movie Pieces for sure, <laughs> you know, in like 1982, that movie. So Angela Bettis is, is definitely mine. So, yeah. uh, Mike's She's great. Uh, yeah. Mike, I you... haven't seen it in quite some time, but I remember it was it was killer and she was pretty killer in it. So Mike, your number nine was uh Marilyn Burns. So the then number we, nine go was back, Burns. we go back to Langan. Okay. And this is my number nine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh I got Mia Farrow from Rosemary's Baby. Oh. Uh, always loved her performance. I mean, she just She's like innocence personified in that movie and uh, so utterly sympathetic as we watch her go through, you know, being a babe in the woods to this situation where everyone around her is completely duplicitous and against her and in a satanic cabal and her her portrayal when she gets, you know, which is a pretty extreme scene for back then when she gets raped by the devil, basically in her sleep. I mean, the terror on her face, I just, I thought she was brilliant. Thought she was great. I don't think I've ever seen her really in much of anything else in my life. Like I never watch a lot of Woody Allen or whatever. So this is pretty much my memory of her performances. Very, but uh it's fantastic. Very yeah. shrill. Very shrill performance. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, you, but uh... yeah. She's killer. Yeah. yeah. She's she's great in the movie. Like uh, yeah, you it feels and another aspect of it, it like it feels like she's actually going through that instead of acting. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a very, that's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. And even back then, like when you think of like what, 1960, right? I think it was something like that. 68 or 69. Okay. maybe. Yeah. yeah like, it was that's back like, there. Yeah. That's like fucking, you know, back then, like, you know, uh, that's where the envelope started being pushed, you know, from like psycho on and like, you mm-hmm. know, eight years mm-hmm. Um, so, I, okay. I'm not, I can't swear by that date though. I don't know. You know, like I, I kind of pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's uh, somewhere in the sixties for sure. And, and how many people could say that they were raped by the devil in a movie? Not many, I think. Sure. Jonah Hill. Jonah. <laughs> Jonah Hill. Yeah, how many people get to wear that? Band? No, was it Jonah Hill? Yeah. Jonah Hill got raped, right? By the devil. And that yeah. this is the end. Yes. Uh, as somebody that did make my that did not make my list was the girl who played Jamie Lloyd in Halloween Six. She got raped by Michael Myers. So, but you know that's kind of on par, but not really. You know, um, just just shy of my list. Uh, so number nine is like you ever watch a movie and you just see a character and you just can't take your eyes off of them. This is one of those. It's a newer movie, and uh, it's uh, I think it was directed. Pretty sure it was directed by Trent Haga, who we had on 68 Kill. Uh, mm. The actress, her name is Sheila Vand. She went on to like do a lot of cool stuff. She was a, in a, a Girl Walks Home Alone. 
Uh, she was in uh, what was that other really good movie? The, the Rental, directed by uh, oh Robert, yeah, jo- uh, James Franco's brother Dave Franco, I think. But in Sixty Eight Kill, she's like this like punk rocker, and it's like this. You, have you guys watched Sixty Eight Kill? Oh yeah, I have. I have yet to see it. Oh, it's, it's really great. good. It's just like it's. It reminds me of like a trauma movie, but just like with a bigger budget. It's like just yeah. pure madness. No, I know it's, you definitely texted me like four times like watch this movie and i'm like oh, i swear i will and here yeah. i stand looking like it's... a schlep yet again yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know i promise I... i'll i promise i'll watch samurai cop sam <laughs> oh yeah i told yeah because my so i feel like mike would really appreciate it you know to, to 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 derail for a second samurai cop is something that you watch like when you have people over because even if you miss a plot point you yeah. can continue to watch the movie because it makes it doesn't matter. It's just like visually a stunning thing to just continuously watch. Yeah. I did I did actually start it and oh. Oh, okay. And I was like, all right, because my yeah. cause Stevie's here visiting me and I was waiting for him to come down because I wanted to watch it with him. So yeah. I started it like a week and a half ago. And I the first thing <laughs> I noticed is how sick that fucking van is in the beginning. But I have yet to pick it back up. But yes, it is. Okay, it is a priority. Yeah. So from the first, <laughs> so for the first few minutes, like I mean, would you would you make of it? I mean, it's 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 gonna be pretty good, right? Oh yeah, of course. It's gonna, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be a laugh riot, but in a good one. Okay. Cool. Uh. So yeah, Sheila Vand, really good actress. Uh. Just really, this was the first thing I saw her in, and. Uh, she was a terrible human being in this and she had a very sadistic brother to to boot so since mike hasn't seen it i don't want to get too much into it so that is my number nine so mike give give me your next person on the list okay my next person on the list is uh probably one of the single worst haircuts in horror and (laughs) one of the characters and this is always the sign of a good performance is that when she comes on the screen i'm like ah this fucking bitch is Claire Higgins in Hellraiser yeah. as uh, Julia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah good one. Yeah. 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 Worst haircut I've ever seen in a, in a character in a fucking movie. I tell, <laughs> I tell you this, in, in, in 87, she was probably, you know, she was probably in a salon that, that you know, pumped those out you know, a hundred a day. Oh, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just made it specifically for Frank. Yeah. <laughs> specifically for Uncle Frank. Yeah, she she like those movies, you know, sometimes, you know, the effects seem dated, but goddamn, could you still put on Hellraiser one and two? And they are, you know, still super effective. And she is like a big, big fucking part of that reason. Oh, absolutely, man. She's she's yeah, she's she plays the shitty, uh, you know, the shitty stepmother of the fuck she is to the T. Did I say aunt before or whatever? But yeah, yeah, awful. Plays an awful person rather well. Very much so. All right, so uh, Langan, give me your next. Uh, my number eight is Ellen Bernstein. Bernstein, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, from The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought uh, I have a lot. When I'm going through these lists, there was a lot of like mothers in in horror movies that uh, really I had to give a nod to. And uh, but I thought she just did a great job of this really capturing like like a lot of times in a movie like a, a parent 
parent or whatever doesn't act like uh, I would think they would if they were faced with some kind of crisis or not. Because if anything happens to your kid, you're fucking you're fucked in the head. Just a balance of trying to find out what's wrong with her kid, having to suspend medical belief, go to this other realm. But she's also to be loving to her child, but like completely living in fear of her and terror of her. And I just thought she was fucking amazing. What do we we think of uh, the idea of the um, remake right now with uh, David Gordon Green? Yeah, I've kind of had enough of the, that guy's. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Like you're kind of coming into the genre, like you're gonna like take these beloved things over and uplift them somehow. And I've kind of had enough, but I'll still watch. I'll still be watching it. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but, I didn't. Uh, what about I didn't you guys? Hate, I didn't hate Halloween, the new thing. Uh, you know, Halloween ends and Halloween kills and everything, but uh. It didn't make me excited for what's what he's gonna do with this. Yeah. Like, I mean, he basically turned it into a synthwave Christine remake. You know what I mean? But yeah. It uh, but, go ahead, Sam. I was gonna say you're you're right. When it comes to certain things, like there's nothing about those movies where I th- I think to myself. Oh, this guy's got an eye for horror. I can't wait till he does something next. Yeah. You know, like we're we're like Eli Roth, as shitty as his movies are. I'm like, okay, this guy knows horror, and maybe yeah. one day he'll make a good movie. You know, Thanksgiving. Yeah. It, it, well, Thanks, Thanksgiving's finally coming out. Uh, I'm hoping for that one, man. I'm re- I'm really hoping that's the one. But like his his Halloween stuff, I did like. I didn't like ends, but I liked the other. The other two were okay. I don't think he's great, he, like great but- filmmaker. He's a great filmmaker. He didn't butcher the he didn't like Rob Zombie Halloween. Like no. he did a capable job, but like did he add anything that I was really excited about overall when I look back on it? Uh, I don't know. I'm still going back and watching the old shit, you know, when I'm gonna if I'm gonna revisit that world. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So my next move, my next one. Listen, where do you go from you know sleepaway camp one with the dick reveal? Uh, where do you go from there? You know where you go? You you hire Bruce Springsteen's sister to make the next two sequels that are just completely ridiculous. But she did such a good job at just being outrageous and over the top in the, in the character of, of Angela. So my pick uh, is Pamela Springsteen, uh, you know, revising the fucking role of like, it's just amazing. It's like, it's like, yeah, oh, yeah I'm going to be, you know, this, you know, this, this, this girl that we all remember with that penis hanging out. Uh, sure. and, and, uh, I think they knocked out those movies pretty quick. If I was, it might've been like 88 and 89 direct to video right away. Like I just mm-hmm. remember watching them yeah. and, uh, they were, I think two was fun. And by three, I think they really ran out of money, you know, but it's still fun. Like I thought she did a really, I, I think she, she didn't take it serious and, 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 you know, now she takes pictures for a living and, you know, I'm sure she hangs out with her brother on tour or whatever they do. And uh, so Pamela Springsteen as Angela is my number. I think they they really leaned into the camp on that second one. And that's why it's so fun. You know, I, I agree. Even more on the third, like the third was almost yeah. uh, just ridiculously stupid. Um, but still, I don't even just, remember the third one. Well, I'll send you the link. You're going to love it. You're gonna oh, love thanks, it. Man. If you like the Thanks, second me. one, you'll love the <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it it kind of hit us like the same time, like Halloween four and five. You know, it was just like these things with just. It's like, okay, we made some money on two, so you know, let's do three. Yeah. And listen, from a business mm-hmm. standpoint, that makes sense. If you're in a business and you make money here, it's like I ain't mad at you. So that's my number eight. So Mike, give me your next one. All right. My next one is actually one that I um I noticed the other day and I was like, Wow, this um hold on, there we go. This girl is actually doing a really good job in this movie, and she makes for a sympathetic older sister character. And that is Megan Follows in Silver Bullet. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. She plays Corey Haynes' older sister, and she actually, it seems as if she does, like, resent and give a shit about her younger brother who is in a wheelchair. So, and when she does find the cans with the uh, dead sheriff, um... She does appear to be very scared. I, I don't know. I was just, I was, I was endeared by the performance when I watched it like a week ago. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna add her on the list because she's not on anybody else's fucking list. Nah, nah, yeah, that's a good <laughs> one. Yeah, I mean, that's the beauty, you know. Uh, Langan, Langan went, uh, you know, to extremely highbrow. I, I just picked Pamela Springsteen, and uh, you pulled out an even more. <laughs> <laughs> random one but yeah. that's the beauty of the list like if we all had the same list then it would be you it's know, better stupid. that way yeah absolutely so, very cool yeah everybody um, everybody's working off a different list that's of it. a different subject that's shout, out to, sh- shout out shout out to gary Busey on that one uh, yeah. uh langan posted a really cool picture of him yesterday uh, shooting a gun at a St. Patrick's Day parade or something, like oh, just Jesus like, Christ. yeah, it's after that accident, man. Yeah. yeah, after that accident, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember an action movie he made uh, called Bulletproof? I remember no. an action movie he made called Eye of the Tiger. Okay. Oh my God, that's another one. Yeah, that's up <laughs> on Tubi. Yeah. yeah. Bulletproof, yeah. I don't I'm not sure. I know the you know the Adam Sandler one, but I've never it, heard it, of the Gary Busey one. It was before and it, it, he's like uh he's like Schwarzenegger. It's like a short it's like a commando type thing. Like he like takes on like four hundred people and kills them all. Wow. It's, I'm it's sold. Been, yeah. yeah. <laughs> write that down. I don't yeah. remember any of those movies, yeah, but yeah. I do remember him on uh Howard Stern's uh, head injury club for men on the channel nine show after his motorcycle accident. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. They all had that their was... heads wrapped. Yeah. Yeah. That, Is that was bulletproof, good. uh, bulletproof two words or one word. Yeah, It's just one word. And I think, <laughs> I think it might've been like 89 or something. So, right. um, so who's up Langan? Yeah. I'm, uh, going Florence Pugh from, uh, midsummer. Oh yeah. Uh, oh. you know, Keep, I guess I, I feel so already farty now on the list. I wish I went more in the dirt, but um, yeah, listen, I mean, uh, I Midsommar is a perfect 10 movie for me. It just resonated with me. A lot of people might find it slow or whatever, and I get the criticisms of it, but I thought she did as someone who, you know, had this horrific trauma, you know, with her family and from her going completely lost to this and finds this cult who kind of and she it's the whole textbook story of how people get into a cult or something like that when they're at a point in their life when they're kind of lost and then her embracing this and then like leaning into it and the whole evolution of that character i just thought she i mean i think she's great in everything she does but love this 
she is really good in everything. Um, and that movie is really good. Um, you know, I liked Hereditary till the end. This movie I liked all the way through because it just mm. it started off with that like very dark beginning, and then mm-hmm. by the end of like uh, Midsommar, it's just like it's just a cult movie, which was and just a- totally in disguise. Like you're not thinking anything of it, and then when it turns, you're like, "Oh, you guys are kind of like the dinner." And you don't even fucking know it, you know? So, right, yeah. right. That and and, I, and there's always been something a little more uh, horrific or scary to me uh, when things happen in a beautiful daylight sunshine. Now, not in the, the thunderstorm in the haunted house or whatever, but like perfectly sunny day. There's something safe about that in your head. And when some real all this fucked up shit happens in it, I think it gives it an extra like punch, you know? Yeah, I might be talking about that later on. Um, uh, right. I I am the dildo in the church here, but I've never seen the movie. <laughs> Do I think you'd like it? I I don't even think I. I... Maybe you would. Who well, Yeah, I probably yeah. did. You did I, you I have every intention on eventually watching? Okay, yeah. I mean, it's a long watch. I I watched it in the theater, so I had no choice but to sit there and watch it. You know. Um, yeah. So, all right, my next one is completely in the dirt. <laughs> As a kid, this fucking VHS cover it was like everything. I mean, man, I wish I had that poster. I'd probably put it up. Mother's Day. Uh, Beatrice. Ah, uh, uh, shit, know, the, nice. The, the old lady was just so, like, she was raising two animals. And uh, that ending scene, like, you know, there's... No one really died in the 80s, right? Every Everyone came back, and there was always, like, that one last hand grab. Mm-hmm. This one in particular, just, like, pieces with, with the hand grab, it, I just remember her jumping from a bush onto the two survivors, and it was in slow motion. And she looked like the great cat. Remember that <laughs> metal guitarist? Oh, she, yeah. she looked like she looked, she looked fucking – I'm like, I mean, obviously, it was a stunt double. I don't think this old lady was <laughs> catapulted through the air. But it was, it just, there was something because the ending just stopped there. It was just her about to land on these two survivors. And uh, it's just great. But through the whole movie, she was just, you know, a vile human being, but played in such a, like she, there was nothing wrong to her and what she was doing. This was like her life. And uh, she loved her two sons. <laughs> and uh, that's it, man. 1980s Mother's Day. Uh, Lloyd Kaufman's brother, I think, did it, right? I forget the, you know. I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. That's such a fucked up movie. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty, like, it's still, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the, like yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think as you get older, like, rape stuff like that just hits harder. Remember when we watched Gutterball? <laughs> Watch gutter. I'm like, holy shit! I remember this rape scene being literally 30 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, your little brother's gonna love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yo, Stevie was not happy. No, no. His little brother was like, "Yo, can we not watch this?" And Mike's like, "No, now I gotta finish it. Now I gotta finish it." That's what I was thinking when we deep dived on the Death Wish too. Like, so like every movie, like gotta have a rape scene like yeah, a big but... long horrific rape scene yeah uh, like long and you're just like god damn like all right I'm I like get okay it. i get it yep <laughs> yeah, move so, on all right all right jeff goldblum move on 
Big in the egg, he's got a rape scene. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, all right, so you're number six, I guess? Yeah. Six? Yeah. Yep. All right, so my number six, I'm going to go follow uh, Brian's uh, cult thing here. And I will say Elizabeth Olsen in Martha Marcy May Marlene. Mm. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that movie, but it's, it's great. Cult. She is phenomenal in the movie. And I don't really know if she gets the recognition she deserves. She uh, plays somebody who, I guess, escapes from a cult run by um, John Hawks from Eastbound and Down and everything. He was in a, he was in um, what was the uh, the Western show on a Deadwood he was in and everything. And uh, he plays the cult leader. She escapes, goes to her sister's house, and is just dealing with that trauma. And she fucking kills that role, man. Somebody who went on to make Marvel movies and everything, man. And if this is, you know, her potential as an actress, man, she fucking she blew it out the park. Loved, I loved the movie and I loved the performance in it. Very cool. I never seen it, but Langan. It's good. It. Yeah, very good. She's great. Totally agree. Yeah. Langan, give me your next. Uh, I got Piper Laurie from Carrie, oh. um, playing the mother iconically. Uh, Complete religious psycho. I mean, we've all seen the movie. Complete religious psycho. But that that she just had the crazy in her eyes. She just had it like perfectly nailed down. Occasionally showing love to her daughter, but flying off the handle at a moment's notice. And, you know, flipping out on her daughter for having her period. All kinds of just completely <laughs> psychic shit. But like, uh, I know she just. So the, her range from like sympathy to to fear to like all these things it was just it's amazing i mean that whole movie's a great uh a great you talk about like good uh women's performances uh there's a whole bunch of them in that film oh yeah i got i got i got i got one in there but it's later in my list but yeah me too sure. i got another one okay cool um so my next one is lisa zane from freddy's dead terrible nice. movie <laughs> terrible movie uh i i think me and mike talked about it via text uh not i think you just randomly texted me one day and you just wrote yo freddie's dead not really good no, <laughs> right? no, no, no. i wrote new nightmare oh new nightmare okay okay yeah, yeah. so freddie's dead i i could go to bat for the first five nightmare movies i really can't there's something about even like five, I guess they start to fall off a little bit with like the cameos and all that other dumb shit. Um, but you could really defend the first five because they're still creative. And there's something about being in a dream that allows you this landscape of like, okay, whatever you think of, you could do. Um, I just remember watching six and thinking like, wow, this girl is so fucking good in this. You know, obviously she was super attractive to begin with. Uh, related, I think that's Billy Zane's sister. Um, and man, she was just really good in this movie. I loved her. You know, it was just like it, it, when I think of Freddie's Dead, I just think of her performance. The ending scene was absolutely fucking so anticlimactically stupid to begin with. I think she stabs him with a like it's just so dumb. But uh, she was the saving grace. So shout out to Lisa Zane for being so great in this movie. Nice one, man. Would not uh, have predicted that you would have put her on your list. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm here. All right, give, yeah. let's do five. Five. All right, uh, number five. I'm going to go uh, with uh, Elizabeth Moody 
who plays Vera Cosgrove, mother of Lionel Cosgrove in uh, Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, yeah. That's a yeah. good one. That's yeah. that's almost like my my last. <laughs> she they they have very similar to like the Mother's Day mom for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She has to do some silly fucking shit in that movie, uh, like eat pudding ridiculously and have her ear fall off into said pudding and she does it she does it like a fucking oscar winner you know what i mean <laughs> it fantastically uh oh, she's great that movie is i mean i can't That's say such a about good it. pick and, and, and the thing about that movie too like you know i was talking about like my girlfriend being eight years younger and the other day she was like, I don't remember Dead Alive. I've never seen Dead Alive. I was like, yeah, I put on Dead Alive once. And we were watching it under protest from her. And it got up to the pudding scene where her ear falls off and she starts yeah. eating it. And Karen's like, I'm not watching this. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny. I tried to watch that. I took a bunch of acid one time and I tried to watch it. And that movie is fucking unacidable. Oh, my it's, God. It's That's not got to be demented. Uh, yeah, it's I had to. I turned it off. I was like, yeah. this is not uh, I'm not watching this. <laughs> yeah, that. So I worked in Quorum, Quorum, New York, <laughs> shout out uh, at a traumatic brain injury house. And um, there was two VHSs. That's how long ago it was in 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 the house. Uh, one of them was Terror Eyes with Daniel Roebuck, and then the other one was uh, Dead Alive. And that was like how we first watched it. Um, you know, you'd always see the the cover, and then just one day we just like put it on. We we're just like, holy shit, that's what this movie is like. <laughs> When you first watch it, it's like, wow, like, yeah. can this movie get any crazier? And it just keeps getting crazier and crazier. So exceeding yeah. expectations. Yeah. What a great, great performance in a great movie. That's right. Uh, not many people could say they eat. They they ate their own ear in a movie. But, uh, no. you know, she did. So. Yeah. Elizabeth Moody. We speak. Your, yeah. We speak your name. Mike yeah. Tyson. Yeah. Um, I'm going way back here. To uh, Betty Davis from whatever happened to Baby Jane. Um, I don't even remember the year it came out. Just watched it again, actually, on Blu-ray. Because I, I tried to I revisit some of these movies. <laughs> I think it is. The, I think Thomas uh, Edison filmed the shit. Um, <laughs> a lot of a lot of old, you know, film doesn't hold up for me because some of it has that funny way of talking and delivering lines like that. Nobody talks like that. I mean, question whether they talk like that then. But this performance kind of still works just like a Twilight episode still works. Sometimes they get it just right. And I thought, because she really dug into that character. She created the makeup look, which is still kind of fucking fucked up and hideous looking, even seeing it in the modern day. And just had played this absolutely pathetic character who used to be famous and now is still as a child. And she's still like kind of stuck in that world. She's completely awful to her fucking paralyzed sister. Uh, she's she's a complete monster that we have. No, we go from like being how pathetic she is to just like realizing what a monster is and, and despicable human being. But I think I think it's still for a film when a, when a performance that old still kind of works. I think it's impressive and it says something. You know, just like Nosferatu with Max Shrek or something. It's just something about it. 
Those, uh, I think Joan Crawford and Betty Davis actually hated each other when they made that movie, too. So, I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Well, Crawford was good, too, but everybody gave Betty Davis a lot of attention. And there's actually a, a there was a show on FX, I think the guys that did American Horror Story and mm-hmm. fucking whatnot were involved with called uh, Feud with uh, yeah. Susan Sarandon and Betty Davis and, uh, God, who was Joan Crawford? The girl that, from, uh, She's an American Horror Story. I don't remember her name. The older lady. Uh, oh, yeah, Jessica yeah, Lang? yeah. Jessica Lang. Yes, yes. Yeah. She plays Joan Crawford. Okay. And it's fucking, it's a great series. It doesn't stream anywhere. I have no idea why I found it somehow. But uh, it's it's good if you're interested in it. Oh, that that is cool. Yeah, I like uh, I like shows like that. That's like when I, when I saw The Offer. It's like, okay, mm. you, you made a 10-part show yeah. about the making of the Godfather and everything that went through, you know, so same, uh, same process on this one, same formula. And when you, when you were talking about not listening to people talk like they did back in the old days, I just went back to the witch. I went even further back and I'm just thinking like, I'm like, holy shit, sitting through the witch, listening to them fucking talk like, uh, like fucking, uh, you know, like they're in the Goonies with ye intruders beware or whatever. The that fuck shit's not even as distracting as me. It's like when you go back to like like an old, like what they consider like a gangster movie. Like, yeah, a lot of that shit. And like, well, I think and everything was like over dramatized. And I think it had a lot of it had to do probably with like uh, as you go further back with people transitioning from like, you know, into talking films and stuff like that. And used to playing into theaters and not the camera. There's probably like a learning curve there or something, but uh, yeah, that shit can be really distracting, but this film works still. All right. Uh, so my number five is uh, man, Caroline Williams stretch Texas chainsaw massacre too. Nice. Um, she was just, I don't know. She was just so lovable. Uh, you didn't want anything to happen to her. Uh, Leatherface, kind of liked her i guess she was shoving that chainsaw like yeah. in her vag- yeah like, what I- were they trying to say by that i don't <laughs> understand <laughs> they trying but- to say anything man yeah i was gonna say they weren't saying shit but if, <laughs> if, if if you give if you give the movie to some like fucking millennial today they'll write an article about it right oh, now and like so and like bad. In vulture me yeah in vulture medium like given the subtext like oh what i really think they were trying to say is uh yeah, it, it doesn't take much to dissect uh you know they're not hiding anything there uh so she man once again just the the, the chase scenes everything about chainsaw 2 is so much fun uh you know to the very ending where like fucking chop top is just slicing the fuck out of her like, mm. he's just slicing yeah. her uh and then she she gets the best of him you know with that chainsaw and it, it's she just, she, she was just a great final girl, man. You know, very likable. Um, you know, uh, just I, I don't know. I it's one of those movies. You know, you figure, wow, we're like almost forty years later, and uh, when I think of that movie, I just think of Stretch. You know, she, yeah. she's she's the one. So, um, and it's funny because I never watched what Leprechaun. You know, it, to bridge off of St. Patrick's Day yesterday. <laughs> I never watched uh, Leprechaun 3 till we had Brian Trenchard on the uh, yeah. podcast. 
Me and neither. I never realized she was she was in it, and she yeah. played such a like not likable character. And then the plastic surgery death was pretty cool. So, uh, all right, Mike, we're up to number four. Number four. All right, uh, number four is probably the most annoying uh, wife ever put to celluloid. Um, <laughs> and that is the character of Billy, played by Adrian Barbeau in Creepshow. Yes. Oh, yes. shit. Good yes. one. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> it's, that's so it's, good. It's, if you look up nagging in the dictionary, there is a picture of her in her weird, uh, Pocahontas dress with a drink <laughs> in her hand, just waiting to be shredded apart by. A fucking Tasmanian devil, whatever the fuck that thing was in the crate. <laughs> I think they called him Fluffy, if I remember. Yeah, fluffy, yeah. They did, yeah. Oh, it was supposed to be an abominable snowman, right? I think that's what it was from the Arctic. I don't even know. Yeah, I, I have no idea. But uh, that's my yeah. <laughs> only, only great pick, only to be rivaled as her in uh, Back to School. She was a shitty. Oh, wife. that's why. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's great. I, I, I should have put her on for something, which I'm sure maybe somebody else will mention her later, but, um, Langan number four, number four, I got, uh, Mia Goth from Pearl. Uh, you know, Mia Goth is definitely having, having a time right now. She's like the queen of the genre, but, and she's always Put a solid performances in anything I've seen her in and stuff, but I really think this is a perfect example of if somebody else was playing this character, I don't know if it's the same movie. I think uh, she just really ate that shit up, you know, like uh, such an interesting character. You've never seen a character like that in a horror movie, and uh, just her her delusional pursuit of her talent her career and where her mind goes when it falls apart and just the psychotic to the psychotic look on her face at the end of the film I, she just it's a home run top to bottom you sank my battleship that's my number one so i'll just talk about it now oh, shit. Yep. um yo it's fucking like that was like I, I can't even I, I don't know what else to say about that performance. Like she was so good in that movie that was literally a John Waters movie meets like fucking Wizard of Oz. Like it was just batshit. And it, it could have been terrible. Yeah. You know, to take something on like that because it's this movie and it it feels like you're watching a, a, a movie from like, you know, the thirties or forties or fifties. Yeah, and technicolor. And, and the and the, the 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 music behind it, the the naivety of of like you know the characters, um, and then it just it through the whole movie you get like traces of like insanity that would never mm -hmm. be in a movie like that, and it's like whoa. So he starts sprinkling it into like the fucking end, where then it just takes off, and you're like holy shit, you're like this fucking bitch is crazy, and then she does that huge monologue. And then the end is just her with the, you know, uh, I'm not spoiling anything, but, you know, you just get this like close up of her face. <laughs> uh, Mike, you didn't see that, right? I yet again, I failed to do some homework. OK, but is that something that you give a shit about watching or or, or not? So no, I'll, I'll eventually watch it, but I don't want to hold you back from talking yeah. about it. So see you talking, did you, see, you know, I'll, did you I, see I, X? I a movie I know stuff about. I saw X. Yes, I did see X. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. like X. I, I thought it was good. 
Yeah, I thought it was good too. I thought it was real good. Uh, and then this one kind of he like, was great in that movie too. But and and so, but I, I feel like Pearl made me really like X more. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. if you put them together, and now I'm, you know, very much looking forward to to the third installment, Maxine. And she was great in Infinity Pool, the new uh, Brandon Cronenberg movie. I know? haven't seen that yet. Yeah, yeah I haven't seen like, that yet either. But I fucking love Possessor, man. I thought that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Oh, okay. Definitely, Possessor is 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 that's like a crown jewel. Yeah, I I didn't love it as much as Possessor, but you know that's that's what happens. You know, you go there and then, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just the the plot. I think if you read, it's just a really interesting plot. It's just you know, um, I I think the synopsis is just like you know tourists wreaking havoc somewhere. I it's just it when you when when they. When you peel back on the plot of, as to what it is about 20, 25 minutes into the movie, you're like, wow, that's an interesting fucking left turn you guys just made hmm. right there. So very much recommended. Uh, but, yeah, that's my number one, Mia Goth. So um, so you just went. Um, I'll do my number four since we're here. Um, right. So I have a threefer. I cheated. Uh, but it's just Friday the 13th. Like, I, I think they, 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 they there's something about three characters and five, six, and seven. That just like I, I didn't know which ones to pick, and by no means were they like you know amazing performances, <laughs> but um, uh, Tiffany Helm who plays the pop locker, there was something uh, like as a kid visually, right? So I went back as a kid and visually, more than anyone else in this, in the series, like I just like I'm like oh she's so cool, like I wanted to like hang out with her, probably had a crush on her for sure, and then six. You know, the girl um, played by Jennifer Cook, uh, Megan Garris. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Like the one who like assisted Tommy. She was like the other. She was the final girl to his final boy. Uh, she was just great. She was fucking so perfect through that whole movie. She was like badass. Uh, helped him out through the whole movie. And it's just really likable character. And then that led into uh, Laura Park Lincoln, um, which was just basically Carrie meets Jason. Uh, you know, the Tina character, those just those three in a row. I, I, I just thought that, you know, as far as casting went and characters went uh, as ridiculous <laughs> as those fucking movies are. I wanted to shout out those three in my my number four. Nice. The uh, the pop lock scene, that pseudo echo song that's playing is a great song. as well. Great, great song. Yeah, exactly. that's a great. Song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you could pop lock to it, but, it, you know, she did. You know, the director, <laughs> the director was like, uh, <laughs> break dance to this. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go to another fucking porno set in 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, four, three, cool. So, three, let's do three, Mike. Okay, for number three, uh, I have, I might, so it's funny that you did three movies there because I, I was thinking about, I, I was torn between two movies, but I went. Uh, Jeanette Goldstein in Near Dark as Diamondback. Yeah, yeah, nice. And I just wanted to give her credit also as Vasquez, obviously in Alien. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. You're right. Going against Sigourney Weaver as Ripley in Aliens is a little rougher than going against fucking Jenny Wright in Near Dark, who just basically fucking bounces around the fucking movie like an idiot. So it was easy for Jeanette Goldstein to steal the show in Near Dark. And I believe that 
her performance is definitely worthy of mention. Absolutely. Yeah, and a, she, and call, a movie man. full of good performances, by the way, because Lance Henriksen and obviously Will Paxton fucking destroy that movie. I fucking love Near Dark. Yeah. Uh, just and that's just, directed by um, what's Catherine his name? Uh, yes, Catherine yeah, Bigelow, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, super underrated, super underappreciated because it came out the same year as Lost Boys, and mm, it's, you yeah. know, uh, not like uh, you know, it's like a slow burn, basically. You know, and uh, but when they get to the yeah, I mean, listen, Vasquez, first of all, when I realized Vasquez was the same lady from Terminator 2 and this movie, I was like, wait a minute. I'm like, she ain't even Hispanic. I felt betrayed kind of a little bit. You know? I was just like, you know, I'm like, wait, that's a appropriating your culture, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? I, yeah, I guess they couldn't, you know, the, no one was available to play a Vasquez. So they're like, oh, let's just call her this Goldstein girl. Yeah. <laughs> Could have went to Home Depot or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like, away from that one. <laughs> I, I, I feel like uh, anyone there, you know, uh, you know, would have knocked it out of the park. You know, not that there's anything wrong with that. So, no, of course um, not. Um, number three, Langan. Three, yes. I got Sissy Spacek from Carrie, um, which I assume is your other, your Carrie entry. It's my number three. It's my number three. Um, I mean, she's amazing. She, I mean, talk about like really exuding the vulnerability and awkwardness of a teenager, like an exact, because sometimes you get people in these movies playing teenagers that you can see, like they're like, this guy's like 30, seems 30 years old or something like that. But she, she really just nails that awkwardness then and then some with all, you know, uh, and how meek she is and, and her, you know, her tenderness or whatever. And we sympathize with the character and then we eventually fear her because it always stood out to me as a kid, like how she even when she turns, she turns all the way, like even attacking like people that were nice to her, the teacher, everybody's getting that shit from her. Just with those crazy looks of her eye and, you know, fucking, it's amazing performance. What do you got? Yeah, so she, you know, it's one of those things where casting really just delivers. You know, you see her and uh, she's a great actress, but like physically and visually, you look at her and she looks like that. You know, she got the eyes of Marla Hooch and fucking uh, A League of Their Own, you know, very mm-hmm. puppy dogish. Uh, and, you know, the lineage too, like I got to say, you know, when I brought up Angela Bettison and May, there's definitely a connection to that. Uh, but, yo, Carrie holds up. Sure. That, movie, that movie holds, like you rewatch that, you're like, God damn, this is a fucking good, dark fucking movie that's still, it's just fucking it's just an evil movie. Yeah. You know? Well, Sissy Spacek in the in the seventies had a pretty fucking great run. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Between Prime Cut with uh, Lee Marvin and Gene Hackman to Badlands with Martin Sheen, which he's fucking great in, which you know is obviously a huge influence on True Romance and mm-hmm. right to carry and everything. Like she fucking made some fucking bangers, man. Yeah, she uh, she won a Oscar too, right? In that period, for wasn't was it Silkwood or some shit? Was she oh, in? Oh wow, I don't know. Something? No, no, that was uh, Meryl Streep was in Silkwood. <laughs> oh, who was in Coal Miner's Daughter? Was she in that? That was yeah, that was Sissy Spacek. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, That's, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Listen, we we both have her at number three. 
Uh, I actually got before I made this list. I, I rented the Blu-ray of it in the library just to see, and man, just I think it helps what? too with the timelessness. <laughs> what I, did a, I I'm just laughing. I, I like the Blu-ray better than watching it on streaming if I can. And interesting, the Palmas, the Palmas. Just, I think that's why it holds. Like, you got like a master director doing this, you know. Oh, it's, uh, Palm is Palm is killer, man. Might be his best film to me. I don't know. Uh, it, ah. it, it's close. I like the Untouchables. Uh, yeah. I like, you know, uh, Dress to Kill is really good. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, like Carl Carlito's way. Carlito's way. I like. I like. Sure. Carlito's He's made some too. heavy hitters. Best film. Ah, oh, yeah, you're, yeah, but I, uh, yeah, I mean, you could definitely make that argument that Carrie is, but I mean, he's just great, you know. I, I, yep. you know, I wish, I wish his documentary was like a little bit better, like the De Palma one. Yeah, I, I don't know I what, agree. what it, maybe the editing or like the presentation was just kind of like I felt like it was. I wasn't just, in love with it either. Yeah, yeah, it was disappointed. It, it, but, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. Yeah, like th there yeah. was no no bells and whistles or so. <laughs> So, uh, cool. So three, two, yeah, that's it. We're we're almost done. Uh, your number two, Mike. My number two is uh Mary Sudina, who plays the mute witness. I don't know if you guys have ever seen Mute Witness. It was a movie from the '90s where she plays like a mute. Uh, she's on a film set, and then they're making a like a snuff film, but she can't talk. So she gets like trapped in this whole, uh, like, what? you've never seen mute. Wow. I'm I looking it up either. right now. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, you you might God. be making no, it up. No, no, I don't fuck man. Yeah. Yeah. Look it's for real, man. It is an unheralded nineties fucking movie. And the first half is way better than the second half. The first half is one of the most tense, like half hours in a movie I've ever seen, and it turns it turns into like this weird Russian mystery movie. Alec Guinness is in it, plays like the big crime lord guy. Ah, if you've never seen Mute Witness, I highly recommend it, and I'm glad I got to recommend it to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking, looking it up. up. I'm looking it up now. It's from '95. Uh, really cool cover. Um, but it's let me see if it's like streaming anywhere because it. There's no stream of it, so we're we're gonna have to find we're gonna have to locate it somewhere. Yeah, you just at the library, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I guarantee was, it. I, oh no, I found it right here. I have a I have a copy. Where? Mute Witness movie, 1995, on YouTube. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I never um, heard of that shit. Great. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you guys enjoy, and you'll see why I picked him as my number two. Even though I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> I didn't really put this in any fucking specific order except for my number one. I mean, yeah, I mean, I so, you. so, <laughs> all right, uh, same thing. I didn't put it in any specific order except for the top three. Um, so yeah, yeah, my top three, I would say definitely, I believe in. Yeah. But Lang, give me your number two. Uh, Tony Collette from Hereditary. Um, yeah, Man, you're right. I know you. You didn't like Hereditary. I liked, liked it. I liked it. End. I just did. I didn't. Yeah. I thought it. Was, I thought it was cool until like the end, and I was just like, and people were like, oh my god, she's like walking on the wall. I'm like, that's like okay. So what? Like, yeah, yeah. But the kid's head, and I'm like, yeah. But the movie's like two and a half hours long. Like you just yeah. named two things. I'm like, I thought it was good, and she is amazing. She she really 
I mean, you talk about somebody portraying a character that's in like just complete physical and mental anguish and are like constantly it's like throughout the whole film practically it's it, it looks exhausting almost sometimes and uh i mean she's amazing in everything she's in whenever she if she's in a film and she shows up i'm like oh good i know like i'm in good hands when like she's just a solid fucking worker you know but right, uh, uh, kn- right. kn- knives out knives yeah, out every, yeah. she could do no wrong you know and uh just it's an endlessly emotional performance, and I think it. I, I think it's a shame she she should have got a legit Oscar nod for it, for sure, for that. But that's um, my number two. Cool. cool. Uh, so my number two, and the last one I have to talk about, uh, is a movie called Excision. Um, mm. Right, that movie was yeah, pretty, good one. Pretty pretty dark. I, not so, Sorry, and, and it's great. <laughs> Annalyn McCord, who also is in the movie 68 uh, Kill, um, she plays the crazy girlfriend. Like, uh, I, I saw the short to this and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, it, and it's hard to really describe, but it, it her. So let, let me just read the synopsis here. Uh, it's up on Tubi. An outcast teenager, played by Annalyn McCord, practices surgical skills and has weird and increasingly violent. Uh, psychosexual fantasies so it's really like this girl just losing her mind uh and going crazier and crazier and like i'm watching this movie and i it was like one of those times that you watch a movie in a role and you're like wow you're like i i'm almost affected by this because she's so believable and i i just Never forgot that performance. She just, she really seemed like a crazy person that needed to, like, you know, be helped. And uh, the movie's really fucking good. And it's up on Tubi. And uh, she went on to, like, do some, like, mainstream stuff, like, lately. I feel like she's doing, like, like way more lighthearted movies now. Um, but yeah, Excision from 2012. And it's up on Tracy Lloyds is good in that, too. Yeah, yeah, Tracy yeah. Lords is in it. Yeah, totally forgot. Tracy Lords, Tracy Lords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was oh, great right. in it. Yeah. <laughs> hope she's better nine. than she was in the fucking Tommy Knockers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, she's crybaby cry era. Tracy Lords good uh, in this one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, all right. Cool. That's my number two. So, uh, Mike, that leads us to number one. Okay, my number one, and I think that this performance gets a little overshadowed by how fucking much of a gut punch that the end of this fucking movie is. But my number one is Marsha Gay Harden in The Mist. Yeah, yeah. Nice. She is unfucking believable in that movie. And like Oscar fucking worthy performance in that movie. She's awesome. You know, she, she's like she, just as, as far as playing like some type of fucking who you think is bonkers, fucking religious goddamn zealot who fucking winds up getting everybody to fucking follow her. And you're like, with the performance, I can kind of fucking see why. Yeah, that's really good. That's a good yeah. left field one uh, because you have like the outside of, of you know, like the the, the store where like something completely different is happening and inside, you, you know, you still get like that, um, 
that uh, Lord of the Flies type thing. Like it, basically that one person that's so charismatic and insane that it, it she's able to have everyone kind of like believe her in like. Yeah, well, she provides she provides everybody in the store with basically a reason why this is all happening. And if and everybody, if there's one thing everybody needs in a time of severe panic, it's That's a funny. fucking reason. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but nice yeah, one, man. The, the the end is a gut punch, but she she definitely she killed it. Um, yeah. Langan, number one, because my my number one was Mia Goth. I got to give a couple of honorable mentions to films I left out only because I didn't think they were horror films per se. So I kind of didn't say it, but they're kind of dark films to begin with. Hilda Swinton as the mother. And we need to talk about Kevin, the mother with the psychotic kid. Um, Rebecca Hall and Christine about the news reporter that shot herself on air. Rebecca Uh, Hall awesome. She's so good. She's so good. She's been she was great in The Night House. The and night house, other, absolutely. Uh, and uh, the one that she just did with Tim Roth, like yeah. where he fought. Uh, yeah, yo, she's really good. She always does good work. And then uh, Anna Taylor Joy in Last Night in Soho, not quite a horror yeah. movie, got elements of it. She was great and not dark at all, but it's technically a serial killer movie. Uh, Kathleen Turner in Serial Mom and John Waters' Serial Mom is fucking hilarious. She so can tell good. she's having so much fun in that yeah. role. And anytime she says pussy willows, I still fucking laugh. Um, but my number one cliche here, it's one time the Academy got it right. It's Kathy Bates in Misery. It's one of the greatest. It's a master class in acting from top to bottom. It's one of the best performances I've ever seen in my life of someone who goes from utterly sweet to completely savage. And you don't know what mood she's in as this yeah. keeper of James Caan. Uh, it's the best um Besides Carrie, it's the best adaptation of a, a Stephen King um, novel, and she, she just she's it's perfect. It's a masterclass she, of acting. She is horrific in that movie. Like, yeah, I just recently maybe we watched it like a few months ago or last year. I don't remember. Still, like, you're like wow, this is so good. Like, it's just yeah. so good. She's fucking like it's funny because I I tried to pick shit out of left field here and try to me, go off. Me, I went half and, and half, yeah. But obviously, yeah. her she's fucking she deserved what she got with when she won that award, and she's fucking it's it really is one of the best. Fuck it, it probably it's definitely a top three because I'll give it to I'll give it to that. I like Stand by Me as a Stephen King adaptation too. Yeah, but yeah. her performance in that movie is fucking unparalleled when it comes to fucking characters and Stephen King. It's the best performance in any Stephen King story in all the movies. That's it's a perfect it's- movie. Yeah, I watched yeah. it with my son. Like I watched movies with him, you know, when he was like maybe eleven or whatever. We watched it, and it just—it's a perfect movie of suspense and sad. That you know, legendary scene with the ankle and just oh. acting, directing. Oh. It's perfect. It's a perfect yeah. film. Oh, those ankles are just like, you're just like, I I can't think of it. Like, is there a scene more cringeworthy than that? Because, you know, when you know what's coming up, it's, it's, it, it, it might, my stomach's turning and stuff like that. And you you know what else still made me anxious when he put that figure down, when he knocked it and put it back on the counter the wrong way. So you knew he was going to get busted. Then he got, it still made me upset. Like, oh, fuck. Why did you, why did you do that? So, I, it reminds me of the podcast that I sent you, Unseen, where that kid, the bone yes. breaker. Yeah. So 
I sent Lang in this this podcast. It's really good. They have these really cool like sh- stories that I've never heard of. And there was this one kid who would kidnap these kids. Like he was a teenager doing this to like other teenagers. And he would like break all their bones in their body and keep them in the house. Like, and yeah. he's like, retell- like retelling this story. And you're just like, he just like, he had this one younger kid there and he like twisted his foot so he couldn't walk. And That's fucking would- terrible. Yo, I'll, I'm going to send it gets you worse. It gets, that's you, like, it gets so much worse than that. Like, it's, I'll it's send terrible. you the link of the story. They they do like a 22 minute, 30 minute that's piece true. on it. Yeah. Yep. And you're like, when did this happen? And how is like, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, this kid is crazy. <laughs> uh, if, if you wrote it, if somebody wrote it in the script and gave it to you, be like, come on, there's no way yeah. this kid could have got <laughs> nobody, away. Or nobody like that. does like, this. Nobody would do this. I I have four honorables real quick. Uh, Jennifer Conley and Phenomena. As a kid, I was like, I just, I I gravitated towards her. There was something, you know, I was probably her age watching it or whatever. Um, Drew Barrymore and Firestarter um, was something that I loved. Just like um, she just, I don't know. There was something uh, romantic about being a kid and doing fucked up shit. Because in 84, I was a kid and I was like, I want to do that. Uh, Phoebe Cates and Gremlins. Uh, I thought she was great. And uh, last, Denise Crosby in pretty much anything but Pet Cemetery. I loved her. Pet Cemetery. Okay, so I have I have an honorable mention here because I didn't know that we were going to do that, but I did have one that I wanted to do, and it's not horror. I wanted to do um, Ellen Barkin in Sea of Love because I oh, thought I love that movie. Yeah, she yeah, fucking matches Pacino. Fucking note for note in that movie, and I know it's not a horror movie, even though it's about. Nah, it's a thriller. thriller. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but I just I I love her performance in that, and she is smoking in that movie as well, man. She's fucking Rooker. I love that movie. That movie's fucking awesome. It's a good movie. Good, yep. I think John Goodman's in that movie. John Goodman's in that movie too. Uh, I think isn't Samuel L. Jackson in that movie too? When they do the guns thing in the beginning as well, Listen, does he make an appearance? I I feel like I believe that because he's yeah. he like he. He's one of those guys that got famous, and then you rewind. You're like, oh, he was in everything. Leading yeah, up. everything. He's like Pedro Pascal now. You're like, oh yeah, he's been in like a hundred roles that you didn't know yeah. he was in. <laughs> so yeah. cool, man. That, that's my fucking. That's my honorable mention. Yeah. Fucking killer. We, we are gonna do a part two of this where we're gonna talk about the male counterparts uh, yes. of 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 horror, and uh, you know, Langan will you know go highbrow, and me and Mike will. You know, playing. The I, don't know, I got, I got to shift gears now. I feel like yeah. you know. Well, you know what? Someone's got to class up the joint. Yeah, you got. You know what I mean? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You can't. We can't all be you know digging in the in the, in the ground for dirt. Uh, cool. Uh, I'll put up. I'll, I'll put up some links of like the new False Gods uh, album. Yeah, and, man. Uh, Continued success. For sure. That is success. You know what I mean? Like, success, <laughs> success is is yeah. doing what you want. And, yeah, uh, exactly. It's all relative. You know what I mean? It's just having. I'm just happy to be fucking still playing music here at fucking 45 years old, man. Me yeah. too. Me yeah. too. Um, I'm gonna go get a haircut now. So, guys, later. Uh, all right. brothers, love you. Thank you for having me as always, later, man. Guys. Appreciate love it, you. man. All right, Peace. later, buddy. All right, later, bros.